0: hey everybody welcome to the feminization boudoir podcast i'm your host kylie gable and this week is kind of the uh on the fly let's make things work uh podcast i had originally planned on airing a new one from jen davis um that's a new old one called trial of a feminizer i wrote that book a while back and she said it's her favorite story that she's ever read of mine which means a lot to me because she's read a bunch of them and um The problem is, I've always given her a little bit of a head start in putting books up. And if you do check her stuff out, you can find Trial of the Feminizer there. I will be playing that next week, um, I believe is when I'm going to be able to do it. So I had to go scrambling, and I I wanted to find something I could play that would be fun. So I don't talk a lot about the audiobooks that I have on Audible. The reason is, Audible gives you a pretty crummy deal. Uh, I start on audio before I put them on clip sites. Audible, it's lifetime. You're stuck for the rest of your life. And Audible, I make like a buck (laughs) for like, uh, you know, per audio. Whereas on uh, the clip sites, I make a nine, ten, sometimes more dollars, you know, depending on the length. So it's not great money for me. Um, there is a way it can be great money, but it's complicated. If you're not an Audible member and you really want to support the podcast, um, join Audible off the link, off of my link and select my book as one of your free books. And I think I get a bounty of like $75. So that would be really sweet. But in general, I don't talk about the Audible books, sponsors. there's like 10 or 11 books that are only available on Audible. And they're of course under Kylie Gable. You can find them. And I will be linking to this one um, with this podcast. So anyway, the podcast I'm doing, I've played before. It was one of the first audios that I that I played on this um, on this podcast. It's called Hoops. And I played like a 15-minute clip of it. This was back when I first started and I didn't talk. And the, the audio clips were a lot shorter. And so the podcast was a lot shorter. This time, it's going to be like a half hour episode clip and it's going to be the second part of the story basically the middle and i'm just going to set it up a little um there are two great basketball players in a small indiana town one's a guy one's a girl she leads the team to the state title his team comes in fourth in the state and everybody in the town makes a big deal about the team coming in fourth because they haven't done this well in forever and the girl's team kind of gets neglected Well, this leads to a bet, and uh, just when it looks like the, the female player is about to beat the guy, he does a cheap shot and breaks her nose. Well, she still wins, and the prize is supposed to be that he goes to the prom with his best friend dressed as a girl. Well, he welches. In fact, he basically tells his coach, and she gets in trouble, so she comes up with an elaborate plan for revenge and this is the second part i really like the narrator i've only worked with her once her name's laurel somerton and um the relationship with the daughter and her father was kind of like something from veronica mars i was really inspired by that relationship um it's even got a romance uh, you know a romance to it as well so i really do kind of like this story and it's it's on audible and I really recommend checking it out, um, especially if you enjoy sports stories, because I have kind of a decent following on my sports stories. So I think this is now the longest introduction I've ever given um, a clip. So here is Hoops written by me and narrated by Laurel.
1: The girls knew they had to work quickly if they were going to put Savannah's plan into action. Both Savannah and Jimmy would be heading off to their college campuses for summer practice in two months. The whole thing would have to take place between May 11th and July 5th. In the library during 6th period, Kenny Baker was surprised to see Melissa Jacobs sit down at the table across from him. Kenny had always had a crush on Melissa, but ignored it because she was Jimmy's girl, and he knew he'd never have a chance with her. She knew that Kenny liked her, and she was always friendly to him, but she never seemed to reciprocate his deeper feelings for her. Today, though, she gently stroked his arm to get his attention. Hey, I never see you with your head in a book. What are you doing? She asked. Oh, I have a final paper due for English class, but I don't get why I have to learn about all this choker stuff anyways. Choker? Oh, Kenny, it's pronounced Chauncer. Boy, you are in trouble. Well, it's not my fault. It's not even written in English, he sighed. It's Old English. Well, there's the reason people stopped using it. It's not that bad. I'll tell you what. My parents aren't going to be home until Tuesday. Why don't you stop by after school and I'll help you? Really? That'd be great. Sure. I'll see you at four, she smiled. When school was out, Kenny raced home to change and put on a bit of cologne. He pulled up in his old accord in front of Melissa's house. He could hear loud music coming from inside, but when he rang the doorbell, nobody answered. After waiting patiently, ringing the bell and knocking for about five minutes, he stepped through the open doorway and yelled out, Hello? Kenny heard the music stop, followed by Melissa calling down. I'm upstairs. I'm sorry I didn't hear you. Kenny made his way up the stairs. When he got to the landing, he saw Melissa smiling at him from her room. She was clad in a very sexy black teddy and a short black silky kimono robe, which she had borrowed from her older sister. She motioned for him to bring over her desk chair and take a seat. Um, hi, Melissa. I thought we were going to work on my paper, stammered Kenny as he brought the chair within a couple of feet from her bed. I had something else in mind. She smiled, positively purring. Kenny was already getting flushed as Melissa got up from the bed and brushed against him gently. Walking behind him, she took the soft belt from the kimono and brushed against Kenny's face before blindfolding him with it. She hugged him from behind. He could feel her ample breast on his shoulders and her breath on top of his head. Reaching behind her, she grabbed a pair of handcuffs from the dresser. They belonged to Savannah's father and would be quite inescapable. Teasingly, she grabbed Kenny's arms and brought them behind his back, where she handcuffed them through the back of the chair. What are you doing, Melissa? I've never done anything like this. I'm kind of nervous, you know. Melissa could tell by the way his voice cracked and the bulge in his pants that he was getting very excited. She sat on his lap facing him and put her fingers to his lips To silence him, she kissed him passionately, deeply on the lips, and he surrendered to her warm, moist lips. He was in a wave of ecstasy when he suddenly felt a slap on the left cheek. It wasn't a gentle love tap, but it wasn't particularly hard either. It stung a little bit. Ow, what was that for? Just seeing if you were paying attention. Her hands went under his shirt, caressing his stomach. As they made their way up to his nipples, playing with them and rolling them between her fingers, she felt his breath get shallow. He moaned in pleasure. I have something I need to know from you. Um, anything, he sighed. Where did Jimmy get that nice car he drives? His mom makes good money, but... That's a $40,000 car. Does it matter? I need to know something about Jimmy if I'm going to move on. What do you mean by move on? Find someone else, you know. So where did he get the money? She asked, pinching his nipples painfully before returning to pleasurably rubbing them. Kenny had no chance. Before it was over, he had told the girls that Jimmy had received $50,000 from the school in Kentucky to come play basketball there, and even give up the password for his email address. Is that everything you need, Savvy? Asked Melissa. Oh, I've got everything I could have hoped for and more. She responded from behind Kenny. What? How did she get here? What's going on? Asked Kenny, demanding answers. We've been here the whole time, genius. We were in the other room hiding when you came in. Taunted Gabby. Kenny began thrashing and bucking wildly in his chair, but the girls were ready for him. Savannah began to tie a clothesline around his torso, pinning it to the chair back. While Gabby lashed his ankles to the chair legs, Melissa took a clean pair of her panties and stuffed them in his mouth, taping them in place with several pieces of duct tape. With Kenny looking on helplessly, the girls signed on to Jimmy's email account. Melissa read the scream, fuming. The day that Jimmy sent an email to Kenny bragging about the money he was getting from the college was the same day Jimmy broke up with her. As the girls feverishly began printing out and forwarding emails, Kenny tried in vain to escape his predicament. Melissa, can you watch him for a half an hour before letting him go? Asked Savannah. I'll stay too. Kenny and I have some catching up to do. Smiled Gabby as Kenny pleaded incoherently into his gag. Have fun then, laughed Savannah. If you cooperate with us, Kenny, you never have to worry about Jimmy finding out it was you who gave it up. Leaving Melissa's house, Savannah went home and gave Jimmy a call. He nearly dropped the phone when she told him just what she had on him. As Savannah was going to college on athletic scholarship herself, she was well acquainted that bribes like this did go on at major college sports. But a school that got caught going to have some pretty stiff sanctions put on their program. It was made very clear to Jimmy that it would be in his best interest to be at her house after school the next day. When Jimmy got to Savannah's house, he saw that Gabby and Victoria were there. He expected as much, but he was surprised to see Melissa. The girls watched from the living room with Chester grins as Savannah let him in. I'm not going to be here very long. I mostly just came to tell you that I don't care what you may have heard. If anybody told you I got money, then they're a liar, said Jimmy. Sit down, barked Savannah. What? he asked indignantly. Savannah repeated her command. I said sit down, and I don't repeat myself. The person who told us you got money is you. We have about 15 of your emails that show enough wrongdoing on your part and the part of the university get both in a lot of trouble. Do you want to sit here and argue about who was lying now? Jimmy put his head in his hands. They had him dead to rights. Those were private emails. Unfortunately? Where is the key word here? Interjected Gabby. You could have avoided all of this if you had just lived up to your end of the bargain. But now? Well, there's a penalty, insisted Savannah. What you want from me, he asked defeated. Since you refuse to go to the prom in a pretty dress with Kenny on your arm, we intend to give you two the kind of summer romance that they make movies out of, smiled Savannah. Kenny would never go along with it, responded Jimmy. "Ah, uh, he's probably wanted to get into your pants for years now. We'll take care of Kenny, teased Victoria. And you're going to be so pretty, Jimmy, laughed Melissa. I have to be at school in middle July. So do I. Now, if you'll follow us to my room, you're going to get a crash course in being girlish, teased Savannah. Reluctantly, Jimmy followed Savannah to her bedroom, shaking like a condemned man being led to the gallows. The girls were well prepared and had picked up just the perfect outfit for Jimmy's transformation. It was a short peach dress that hooked every curve. Jimmy used to love seeing Melissa in it, so it seemed only appropriate that it would be his first outfit. If he was a little taller than she was, it just meant that it would be much shorter on him. Take a seat, Jimmy, smiled Victoria, motioning to the chair in front of Savannah's vanity. As Jimmy reluctantly complied, Victoria sized him up. Today is just to see what we have to work with. We can't keep calling him Jimmy. People might figure out who the new girl is, said Gabby. Well then, Jimmy's mom once told me they were gonna name him Selena if he had been born a girl, smiled Melissa. Oh, that's a sexy name. I like it, said Gabby. Okay, it's settled. When you're dressed, your name is Selena. Don't forget it, or it'll get very embarrassing for you very fast, warned Savannah. Victoria went to work on Jimmy's face. She didn't shape his eyebrows yet, but she did apply some liquid foundation, blush, eyeshadow, and bright red lipstick on his face. As she took a mascara wand to his eyelashes and made him blink, she said, I did the makeup extra heavy, and he doesn't have much of a beard, but if he wants to fool anybody up close, he needs to shave. The makeup will cover up any facial hair well enough for his pictures. Hey, nobody said anything about pictures, stammered Jimmy. So, we're telling you now, snapped Gabby, handing Jimmy a package of pink panties and a matching bra. There's a razor in the bathroom. Go into the bathroom and take a bath. Shave your legs and chest, but don't get your face wet. If we see any hair, we won't be happy. When you're done, put those on in return. Jimmy took the items dreading what he had to do next, but he shuffled to the bathroom as the girls behind him smiled giddily and reveled in their newfound power over the boy who had been tormenting them. This is going to be awesome, laughed Gabby. What about his hair? It's too short to do much with. I have a very good wig that my mom used, replied Savannah. She'd be proud of you, smiled Victoria, giving her friend a hug. When Jimmy returned, he was smooth, but the girls noticed that he had nicked himself a few times on the legs. His panties struggled to contain his penis, while his bra hung flat on his chest. We need to get you some lotion for next time when you learn how to shave, admonished Victoria. Next time? asked Jimmy dejectedly. Yep, next time. Now raise your hands, replied Victoria, approaching him with a white corset in her hands. She placed it on him and began to tighten the lace up his back. This is to give you a figure, so you don't just look like a boy in a dress. It's too tight, grunted Jimmy. Take shallow breaths. You'll get used to it, I bet. (laughs) I've never worn one, laughed Victoria. Well, that solves the flat bra problem, smiled Savannah, squeezing the small mounds of flesh that the corset had pushed into Jimmy's bra cup. He quickly turned away from her. Soon, Jimmy stepped into Melissa's dress in a pair of white open-toed pumps that belonged to Savannah, who placed upon his feet. With the black wig placed upon his head, Melissa had him spread his fingers on the vanity so she could coat them with a peach shade of nail polish that matched the dress. She stared in his eyes and saw his utter humiliation. He had fallen a couple of pegs from the cocky, arrogant prick he had become. Still, she missed the Jimmy that she had once loved. With Jimmy's nails finally dry, the girls made him stand up and twirl. They were pretty impressed with how he turned out. As he twirled, Gabby pulled a bottle of perfume off of Savannah's dresser and doused him with it. Hey, that stuff is gonna still smell when I get these clothes off, he complained. But Gabby just shrugged her shoulders. If you want to get these clothes off anytime soon... You better be ready to cooperate, warned Savannah as she picked up her phone. Jimmy had four phones pointed at him, as he could do little, but look surprisingly feminine in his peach dress and makeup. The girls made Jimmy pose for dozens of pictures over the next half hour. When they were finally done, Jimmy was exhausted. He wasn't physically tired at all, but he was so emotionally drained. He just wanted to go to sleep, or better yet, to wake up from his feminized nightmare. I suppose it's time to give you the ground rules, Jimmy, stated Savannah haughtily. What ground rules? He asked. First, you need panties and pantyhose. You can start with the ones you have on. However, you'll be wearing them every day until the school year is out, so you'll need more. You can borrow your mother's or Eva's or buy them. We don't care. Your size is on the ones we've given you today, instructed Savannah. Oh, no. I'm not wearing panties to school. I'm not a faggot, insisted Jimmy. Okay. Would you like to wear a bra, too? Snapped Gabby. No, I'll do it, whined Jimmy. You'll do what? Asked Gabby. I'll wear the panties and hose. No. I want you to say, I'll wear my pretty panties and pantyhose to school like a good girl, insisted Gabby. I'll wear my panties, my pretty panties and pantyhose to school like a good girl, stammered Jimmy. Much better, smiled Gabby, as all the other girls laughed. I'm glad that's settled, said Savannah. Tomorrow is Friday. You need to be here at 6 p.m. What for? Asked Jimmy in anger and surprise. (laughs) You're going to the movies with us, laughed Victoria. Jimmy didn't even have to ask what she meant by that. He knew. He stared at Savannah, waiting permission to leave. Go ahead, Jimmy. Take off. Just be here tomorrow. What about my clothes? We'll give them to you in school tomorrow, replied Gabby. Digging out his wallet, keys, and cell phone, tossing them to Jimmy. The girls giggled as he went home dejectedly. I wonder how he'll react when he realizes that he doesn't have any nail polish remover, said Melissa, giggling. About the same when he realized that he can't get the quadrupled knotted corset off on his own. I'd bet, laughed Savannah. Jimmy had one of the most humiliating knots of his life. After driving through town in his dress, scared to death of being pulled over or stopped next to somebody at one of the two stoplights on his way. He made it home safely and was fortunate to find his mom still out. Unfortunately, that was where his luck ended. Just as Savannah had predicted, the corset wouldn't come off and neither would the nail polish. With few other options, he called Eva to come over. Jimmy didn't dare risk more people finding out about the money he had received from boosters at the college. So he told Eva some girls pranked him when asked why he needed the nail polish remover. He also needed her to untie the corset for him. Those girls really got you good, she laughed as she helped Jimmy from the corset. I don't want to talk about it, he replied harshly. You don't have to bite my head off. You didn't tell me they put mascara on you, she smiled. Oh hell, I thought I'd gotten all the makeup off, he responded all of the makeup. I said I didn't want to talk about it, he snapped. You know, maybe I better leave. Give me a call when you're in a better mood. Wait, don't leave yet. Please, I need to borrow some panties and pantyhose, he pleaded. Oh, Jimmy, you're just sick. Jimmy was left with no real choice but to change his clothes, scrub his eyelashes with soap, and head over to the mall. In this small town, even the mall was small. There were only about a dozen stores in it. The two stores that he knew would sell what he needed would also undoubtedly be manned by girls he knew. He had the smarts, at the least, to find out the sizes that he needed. Jimmy was snooping around the pantyhose rack, trying to find a pair of size D pantyhose when a familiar voice spoke his name behind him. Hi, Jimmy. What brings you here? Asked Jimmy's Spanish teacher, Miss Keeler. Um, hi, Miss Keeler. Do you work here? I will be this summer, and I agreed to start a bit early. We don't get paid over break, you know. So we have to make ends meet some way, she smiled. That's cool. So, what can I help you with? She asked looking askew at the pantyhose that Jimmy was looking through. Um, yeah, well, Mother's Day is coming, and I wanted to get my mom something. Oh, you are a very thoughtful son. What were you thinking of? Um, I can find something, he said, hoping she'd leave. Don't be silly, Jimmy. I have a feeling you're not used to shopping here, she smiled. Well... I was going to get her five pairs of panties and, like, another five pairs of pantyhose, he replied. Five pairs of panties? She looked at him confused. How about a nice blouse? We have some that I bet she'd really like. No, I think just the panties and pantyhose. After Jimmy told her his size, she gathered what he needed and proceeded to ring them up. I really hope your mother likes these. She smiled. Yeah, um, me too. Jimmy, none of this is any of my business, but if you ever want to talk or just want somebody to listen to you without judging, my door is always open, even after you graduate. She said gently. Well, thanks, Miss Keeler. He stammered, blushing profusely. Things didn't get any better the next day. Driving to school with Scott and Kenny was suddenly a whole lot more terrifying when he knew he was wearing panties and hose. He was sure that somehow they could tell, though they would have needed x-ray vision to see them. The girls insisted that he drop his pants and model his panties and pantyhose for them in the girls' bathroom in order to earn his pants back. As he was pulling up his clothes, Gabby reached into her purse and again sprayed him very thoroughly with perfume. Enraged, Jimmy turned around and grabbed Gabby's wrist hard. He stared her intently in the face, looking like at any moment he would do something that everybody would regret. Jimmy! cried Melissa, scared out of her mind. If you don't let me go this instant, Selena, I will have that basketball program shut down before eighth period. Is that what you want? asked Gabby calmly. Wordlessly, Jimmy released her. He hated being trapped like this. You will be paying for that, announced Gabby. We were saving this until tonight, but there's no time like the present. Bend over. What are you doing? Asked Jimmy nervously, as Gabby reached into her purse and pulled out a small purple wedge-shaped object and a bottle of lubricant. Just giving you something to keep your mind on your situation, smirked Gabby, as she inserted the four-inch plug into his ass. No, you can't do this, he groaned. We can, and we just did, snapped Savannah. That stays in until we tell you to remove it. Here, you'll need this more than we will, laughed Gabby, as she gave Kinney the lubricant. Can I go now, he asked perpetually as he shifted his weight, trying to get used to the plug. Just one more thing, smiled Victoria. Since you're in study hall, I brought you some things to read. There'll be a quiz, and you don't want to fail it. This is what you have to read in study hall. We'll see you tonight. Don't forget the corset, instructed Melissa. Jimmy grabbed the magazines and stormed out of the girls' bathroom in exasperation. Several students walking past were shocked to see their star basketball player leaving the wrong bathroom, but across the hall, Miss Keeler just gave the boy a sympathetic smile and shook her head. When Jimmy arrived at Savannah's Place, he was placed in Melissa and Victoria's capable hands. Ashamed, he stripped down to his panties and hose, but they insisted he keep going. They had a red satin bra and panties said that Savannah had purchased for just this occasion. Pulling up the soft material over his hairless legs was beginning to turn him on already, a fact that wasn't lost on the girls who giggled at his discomfort. The girls had him pull up a pair of sheer black stockings, which again felt wonderful on his freshly shaved legs. They then placed the corset on him and attached the stockings to the corset garters. Jimmy then stepped into a silky red dress that the girl zipped up his back before applying clip-on earrings with a red stone and his curly black wig. Melissa painted Jimmy's fingernails a bright red to match his dress while he sat there quietly and stewed. As they got to the landing at the top of the stairs, Melissa called out, Ladies and gentlemen, may I present you Miss Selena Ellis. A chorus of catcalls and whistles greeted Jimmy as he descended the stairs. He also saw his best friend, Kenny, sheepishly stand up from the chair he was sitting in. The entire game was there, but only Kenny and he were really dressed up. Kenny? asked Jimmy, puzzled. Good evening, Selena. You look beautiful, responded Kenny, with all the sincerity he could muster. As he'd been instructed, Kenny stepped forward to greet Jimmy. He didn't want to have anything to do with it, but the girls threatened him that when Jimmy found out that he was the one who killed his college dreams by telling them everything. Kenny was convinced that Jimmy would never speak to him again, and he didn't want that. As Jimmy reached the floor, Kenny gave him a quick peck on the cheek, and Jimmy retched with total revulsion, almost falling over backwards to get out of the way. Oh, come on, you love birds. Surely, with all that's at stake, you two can do better than that, said Savannah. Yeah, let's see some tongue, teased Melissa. Come on, arms around each other. You know what to do, insisted Gabby. Reluctantly, the two boys embraced. Awkwardly, they opened their mouths and tried to give an open-mouthed kiss. More passion, demanded Savannah. They slid their tongues in each other's mouth and shivered. They heard cell phone cameras clicking all around them. Save some for the movie. We're going to see a lot of making out at the show, laughed Gabby. This is going to be the best summer ever, declared Victoria.
0: So that was Hoops, uh, written by me, read by Laurel Summerton. I think um, if you like it, there's definitely some really decent audios that I have over on Audible. And um, the women who recorded, especially mayani hung uh some really good stuff over there give it a give it a listen and if you follow the link hopefully i could get a bounty off of it um in the meantime we'll be back next week and i think i will have that jen audio jen and i have also talked about um wanting to do an interview soon and i know those are always popular people enjoy the way jen busts my balls when we are interviewing so hopefully that'll come up and uh There are audios being worked on, I promise, and I I think I might have a new reader for doing some of the younger stuff, the college stuff, and high school senior stories that I have. Um, I think she'd be really great, so hopefully that's going to be coming up too. Have a great week. We are about to get hit with like two feet of snow. I'll be back next week. I hope you will be too. Take care.